Radio. Welcome to another episode of Beauty in the Breakdown. I am your host, Billy Riot. This is a podcast meant to lift you up, to build you up, and encourage you so that you can know and blow and grow and the things that God has in store for you or anybody that you can talk to about God. Hey, listen, if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, the Podbean app, which is the home source, uh, give it a like and give it a share, if you will, and give it a rating because that goes a long way. It helps others uh, notice what's going on with it and, uh, you know, uh, you know, it helps spread the word so people can hear it. And I can darn well guarantee you that if you know me personally, you know someone else that needs to hear this show. So now going back to the podcast, um, I would like to start off with this chick talking about prayer. Check this out. Take some notes. How would you respond if I asked you if you were a person who prays? Most of us would likely respond like, yeah, I pray. This is what I do all the time. I pray. Absolutely, I pray. But the thing is, if I had to take an account over the last day, the last two days, the last three days, could I honestly say that there was a dedicated time that I set aside to pray where I'm doing nothing else except for praying? But the thing is, is we really need that dedicated time, that set-apart time, that uninterrupted time, especially if you've gotten to a point where you're going about your day and you're like, I feel so distant from God. I feel like nothing's working out. I don't think I'm doing the right thing anymore. How do I know what I'm supposed to be doing? When I'm feeling that way and I actually stop and take an account, what has my prayer life been like the last few days? I can almost always pinpoint it back to, I know that I haven't been praying. I know that I haven't had that intentional, uninterrupted prayer time to be able to sit and be with God and to hear from Him. I know the Bible says to pray without ceasing. Yes, absolutely. Here's one thing that I want to encourage you on is to be able to take that time. Give God priority. Set aside a very specific time where you are devoted to prayer, that you're doing nothing else except speaking to God. When we pray without ceasing, yes, you should be praying throughout your day. Yes, you should be praying as you're out in the world. You can be praying while you're walking. You can be praying while you're driving, while you're on your way to work. Whatever it is that you're doing, absolutely. But don't let that be your only prayer time. Don't let that be the only time that you're giving to God because that's not uninterrupted. That's not undistracted time that you're giving him. So if I am just going about my day and I am just praying only in those times, then I'm just doing my thing and asking God to bless it. I'm not giving that time for me to be able to hear from God and to listen to God and the things that he has for me that day. So yes, pray continuously. Yes, pray without ceasing. Yes, pray in everything that you do. But don't let that be the only time that you're praying. Set aside and protect time where that's all that you're doing, where you're in your quiet space, when you're in your prayer closet. That time to just give it all over to God. And He will be there. You will meet Him there. There's so much power there. Just make sure you get there. 1 Timothy 1.19 says, Holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected, and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. How can you hold on to a good conscience? 
Treasure your faith in Christ more than anything else and do what you know is right. That's how you do it. Each time you deliberately ignore your conscience, you are hardening your heart. Eventually, your capacity to tell right from wrong will diminish. As you walk with God, He will speak to you through your conscience, letting you know the difference between right and wrong and when you're making a good choice or a bad choice. Be sure to act on those inner tugs so that you do what is right. Then your conscience will remain clear. I found myself a lot of times feeling, which way should I go? What should I do? Should I say anything? Or um, if I don't pray up on certain things, um, then I find myself at a loss, like I miss several different opportunities. And I begin to, I feel like those are the beginning stages of me actually developing a stronghold, or as my pastor says, a rut in the mind. Um, because I can get bogged down in certain circumstances without being prayed up or seeking guidance from the Lord on things. You know, you got to really work at the inner self to be able to train yourself to be able to hear the things that you need to from God. Uh, I can totally understand how, you know, anybody in the world can like look at what I'm saying right now and be like, he's crazy. He, he hears these voices in his head. And he's talking to himself. And, and it's just, that just don't make sense. You know, but in all actuality, there is a there is a inner peace and a well-being that is inside of you once you accept the things that God can do. I mean, if he created you, why wouldn't he be able to speak through you and speak to you quietly? Have you ever heard me talk about the still small voice that I had in my head when I was trying to throw alcohol out of my life? I had that thing for years, just sitting around telling me, quit drinking. It was eerie, creepy, weird, and it was almost like it was me, but I knew it wasn't me. It was something else, and it was totally God. I'm totally cool with telling everybody that it was the Jeebus inside my heart telling me to quit chugging beer all the time, dumbass. That's basically the way it was going down because, you know, you can hear it like yourself, or there are certain times you will not hear it like yourself. You will hear things inside of you telling you, um, oh, in, the, in the most unexpected of times, telling you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. In the book of Isaiah, in chapter 48, I think verses 17 and 18, it says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. If only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river, your well-being like the waves of the sea. I know that when I consistently am seeking God, gaps are filled, missing pieces of the puzzle are always right in front of me, Things come together and work for the good. When I'm not on that path, and let's just say like right now, I'm in the middle of this weird dry season, and it's just it's so freaking funky that I just don't know what to do with myself. And I'm irritated. I'm bogged down. I can't focus. I try to pray, but I can't. 
I've been trying to do this podcast for a week and I can't even hit the record button. It's so strange. And I just, I took a few notes on this one because I, I knew that it was coming up. I just felt shipwrecked. I felt like I, you know, I, I swam to shore and I'm like, now what? You know, that's what it, that's what it feels like. Um, I've had some ups and downs. Uh, I want to play a clip of a dude talking about uh, several different types of the tongue and like how it shows what the heart is full of as the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So uh, listen to this right quick and then I'll jump right back into what I was saying. A person with a harsh tongue has an angry heart. A person with a negative tongue has a fearful heart. A person with an overreactive tongue has an unsettled heart. A person with a boasting tongue has an insecure heart. A person with a filthy tongue has an impure heart. A person who's critical all the time has a bitter heart. On the other hand, a person who's always encouraging has a graceful heart. A person who speaks gently has a loving heart. And a person who speaks truthfully has an honest heart. What kind of heart do you have? Oh man, in the book of James, like uh, which is one of my favorite books of the whole Bible. Um, James chapter 3, starting at verse 3 says, When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships, for example. <coughs> Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it still makes great boasts. Consider like when a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. And then it says, my brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Boy, I'll tell you one thing. I am totally guilty of having a good morning. Like waking up, getting my coffee, sitting down, praying up a little bit, and then reading, and then going to work, and then allowing myself to get easily freaking frustrated. Saying things that I shouldn't, or... Um, holding on to some, some bitter stuff that's doing me no good or having it out here at home like with the wife you know and like I, I I have to apologize and I have to wind myself back and admit when I'm wrong oh that is not to do that my bad baby I love you but you know the deeper that I get into this the more um, realization that I have in the moment like the other day we were going to my daughter's graduation and we were running late 
And for some reason, everybody wanted to stop at Starbucks or we, we made the order before we left the house, which was like, while we were leaving the house, they were making the order and I had to be down there to take care of some personal things to get some, you know, some elderly folks ready and up there. And it was just going to take time. It's not easy. It's not an easy situation. So I had that, that I was dealing with, but then again, in the last spur of the moment, I, you know, we're, we're getting this coffee and the clock is ticking. And then, you know, I start, I start getting edgy and I start getting loud because I'm very impatient with it because I know the situation that could unfold was going to be very strenuous and stressful. And it was stressing me out already and none of it had even taken place. And I was worrying about the future and I was sitting there thinking and about all this that was unnecessary. And at the same time, we were still on time, but I was still getting anxious and I wasn't in a good spot. And I lashed out and I had to apologize for it. Oh, way to go. You got your brownie points back, bro. In that moment, I knew that I was wrong, but I, I kept at it anyway. And I, it, it was so easy for me to allow myself to, to go off course, to steer the whole ship somewhere that didn't need to go. And it was wrecked. And it sucks. And it just created a, a tense situation and it, it didn't do anybody any good. And so, and then the funny part about that was, is those uh, elderly people that I had to help out never even showed up. So it was just pointless. And it's something that I look back on now. And I just, you know, I just feel like I needed to talk about it and I, in those moments, I had a harsh tongue. I had a negative tongue. I had an overreactive tongue. And um, part of it was pretty filthy. And I allowed all that stress to get into me to allow the harsh tongue to have an angry heart, the negative tongue to have a fearful heart, the overreactive tongue to have an unsettled heart, and the filthy tongue to have an impure heart. Because lately, I haven't dived into the things that I needed to dive into on a personal level to try to find God in my own quiet time. There have been times when I was seeking and I was more direct and I made more time, everything was just paved out before me and a lot easier to go through. Even through the harder times, things were better. And I just wanted to get on here because I finally, after a couple of weeks, have had something to talk about. But I've had this shipwrecked note written down for weeks and it feels like my life had to play out a bit before I even could go any further. And I just find that amazing. I find it awesome. And I just wanted to throw that out there that it was just life and it got the best of me. And, uh, you know, it was a learning experience. It really was. But, I never got to drink that coffee from Starbucks and everybody else got to enjoy it, but we ended up having a nice ceremony because my youngest daughter graduated and that was all leading up to that moment. But um, yeah, I just, I just felt shipwrecked and I just felt like I just 
let everybody down in the car because I was under stress and I created more stress by, you know, me being that way. It sucked, sucked big time. I'm not perfect by any means and I do seek God. And I just uh, want to throw that out there in case you're in a, you know, a weird, stressful situation. It's like, you know, the, the times that we screw up the most are when we're in a hurry. And I, I've said that before, and I'll, I'll probably say it again. But uh, that doesn't exclude the fact that uh, God is still good. And all of these things were in my heart. And I was just kind of, I was just learning about this as I was going along. And like I said, I felt like I was wrong the whole time. And sure enough, yeah, I was. And it's like something inside of me was just saying, hey, man, shut up. But I didn't. And uh, yeah. But in the midst of seeking God and having that alone time, I ran into a verse in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, verse 23, where God asks a question. He just says, am I only a God nearby? And that kind of sticks in my head, you know, like the Lord telling me we're going to build a house and be strong and do the work, you know, and he's, he's talking to me, man. And, you know, and he's saying, you know, am I only a God nearby? Am I the janitor? You know, he's like off in the distance. He's like, you know what I mean? And I don't want to forget about him. I don't want to put him to the side. And I definitely need to put myself to the side first and get more in line in that pocket in a daily routine and be asking God every day to guide me through every situation and to consistently be praying and not just have that one prayer time, but consistently throughout the day be shouting his way and have great conversation with him on a moment by moment basis. And it all happens on the inside. In this devotional that I read, uh, for actually on the day of May 12th, I have it marked. Um, it's now June, but uh, anyway, it, it rung some bells with me. It says, everything is possible for him who believes. That's Mark chapter 9, verse 23. But then on to the devotional, it says, the everything mentioned here does not always come simply by asking, because God is always seeking to teach you the way of faith. Your training for life of faith requires many areas of learning, including the trial of faith, the discipline of faith, the patience of faith, and the courage of faith. Often, you will pass through many stages before you finally realize the result of faith, namely, the victory of faith. Genuine moral fiber is developed by enduring the discipline of faith. When you have made your request to God and the answer still has not come, what are you to do? Keep on believing in his word. Never be swayed from it by what you may see or feel. Then, as you stand firm, your power and experience is being developed, strengthened, and deepened. When you remain unswayed from your stance of faith, even in view of supposed contradictions to God's word, you grow stronger on every front. So going back to that moment that I had in the car, where I was quite unsettled 
I know now that if I would have just been encouraging, I would have had a grateful heart. If I would have spoke gently, I would have shown a loving heart. And if I would have spoke truthfully, I would have had an honest and full heart. And I could have functioned properly. But it's in those moments, which I'm glad that I had that moment in that car with everybody, that now I can look back on it. And hopefully next time, I can reflect on that and grow from that point in my life and be thankful for that. Because there's just some things in me that I need to get out of the way so that I can become what I need to be. And I'm grateful that I was around the people that I was around when it happened because it taught me something. So I was a real turd and now I have to learn how to not be a turd. So I'm not turdy. I don't want to be turdy anymore. So in all seriousness, I'm pretty glad that I was shipwrecked. I felt disconnected. I felt disarmed, lost, a little, a little hungry for something else, a little bored, a little frustrated, a little overwhelmed, a little overcooked, well done in a bad way. And I just needed a break, but I didn't need a break. I just needed some time to reconnect with God because I felt like I haven't been connected and it's been extremely difficult but it gets a lot more difficult if I know that I'm already feeling disconnected and I let it get worse and when I don't pursue him it's evident because I let everything around me affect me to the worst of its abilities it's like I have no ground to stand on and I just, because I shove it to the side. We're all guilty of doing that from time to time and we're all on so many different levels. So I would encourage you, if you feel shipwrecked or you're in the same boat as I am, he's not that far away. And you could pray and it does so much more good to seek him and to be comforted by him He'll show up. He always does. So I got to get back in the boat now. And I'm going to sail on through this. But I'm glad to be here talking with you guys about it. It's done me some good. So until next time, peace be with you.